Welcome to Cosmic Channels. Open minds on cosmic lines. The show streams live Sundays at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time on YouTube and Twitch. Tune in then for your chance to share your tale or your theories. The number is 1-833-703-0424. The Cosmic Channels are open. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. And we are the Cosmic Channelers <laughs> channeling <laughs> your calls tonight. Into our ears. Direct and from your, your phone. Ears. Our ear channels. Into our Canals. ear channels. Uh, this is the end of season one. End of season one. Uh, it's been a it's been a wild ride. We started them in the summer. We took a pause, then we released a whole bunch, then we've been going strong every week. Picking up steam. Picking up steam. The, the downloads are flowing. So we're gonna this will be the last one of 20. Then we're gonna maybe make some changes, make some tweaks, and we're gonna come back. We didn't really say a date yet. What do we think? Two weeks? I think a two-week hiatus. Maybe a so in three weeks from today, what's that gonna be? That's gonna be three weeks or two weeks. So like we're gonna skip the next two Sundays. Two Sundays. So January 31st. January 31st. Cosmic Channel Season 2 will be back. I'll make, I'll post some notes. We'll post if we're going to change anything, but I think more or less it's going to be the same, but we'll, we'll have to get together after and We're going to have, a a, what we want to do is some sort of format for you guys. Um, we're going to have something where you can write your stories out, uh, f- format it for us, and what kind of information we would like to hear from your specific stories uh, to help us out, and you can write it down before. It'll help you guys read your stories on air. Sometimes everyone... Uh, gets nervous calling in to shows and trying to share your stories. It happens to me all the time. We're going to just uh, have some tools and stuff available for you guys uh, for your calls. Like a, yeah, a nice template, just a, a few little pointers so the stories flow smoother. Yeah. And also perhaps... Don't look Andrew in the eye, like <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, all the rules. And maybe also it was mentioned to us that because a lot of people cannot call in live and maybe in a different time zone across the world, UK, Europe somewhere, Australia... Pre-record your story as best as you can and send it in. Also, might be an option what we're going to pursue, but we will let you know before the start of season two. All right, let's bring our first caller in. They've been there for a while, I believe, if they're still on the line. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hello. Hello, Hello. you're live on the air. Oh, hey guys, what's going on? Oh, pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, uh, name's Adrian, calling from Colorado. From Colorado, right Ooh. on, Adrian. What do you got? What do you got for us tonight? Well, so unfortunately, I apologize. I'm not like listening live, so I don't know what you guys are talking about, like up till now. No, we are just um, any anything in the world of the weird. Whatever you got for us, it's fair game. We try and st- try and steer away from dreams and stuff, but other than that, let's hear it. Well, so I noticed you guys were like trying to steer away from like shadow people, but I have like one like crazy ass story that I'd like to share if you don't mind. Well, you're on the line. Let's hear it. Cool. So, so like it only happened to me like one and a half times. And so like the first time was like really weird. Like I was only like 18, I think. And so backstory. So like the half the time that it happened, like I was at school senior year. And uh, I'm just, like, not feeling well. I'm fatigued and shit. 
And so, uh, like, even the teacher noticed, was like, do you want to, like, just go to the nurse? And I'm like, yeah. And so I go to the nurse, and, like, I take a nap, and, like, I fall asleep, right? And then, like, the end of that fucking... I'm sorry. didn't mean to curse. Nope, the end of that hour. Fine. Sorry. Uh, and, oh, it is cool. <laughs> so, uh, so the nurse was, like, trying to wake me up, right? And she's, like, shaking me, and I'm, like, fully, like, conscious, like, awake, right? But I can't open my eyes, and... Like, I can't move, right? And, like, that was the first time, like, any shit like that ever happened to me. And I was like, well, that was fucking weird, right? Fast forward, like, nine years, um, like, uh, 23, yeah, like, 23, 24 years old, because I'm 25 now. So, uh, yeah, so I'm working at this place, uh, let's call it Bleaky's Smoke Shop. Gotcha. And, uh, like, at the time, unfortunately, like, went down like i was living in my uh like my uh car like i had like a ford explorer like i'm just like camping in the back of that for a few months basically yep and uh so like what better place to park out of than where you're gonna have to go to work the next day right so i'm outside right and i've got the back seats laid down and this was the second time so like this is like way later in the future well not in the future it's in the past now you get what i'm saying yep we got you um uh, so, like, I'm just laying there, like, on my back, right, and chilling, like, it's outside, like, right outside the shop, and I'm just chilling there, like, trying to go to sleep, and fucking, uh, like, out of nowhere, like, my eyes are open, like, I'm sitting there conscious, like, on my back, right, and out of nowhere, dude, the, uh, driver's side back door opens up, and this tall-ass, hella shadowy fucking figure, like, because you know how, like, how tall a Ford Explorer is, right? This thing had to bend down in order to, like, get its head in there. And, like, I'm freaking the hell out, right? Mm. And so, like, I, uh, like, I'm backing up and, like, I'm screaming, like, yo, like, get the hell out, get the fuck out, right? And, like, at the time, like, I had, like, a Smith & Western 40 fucking cow, like, on me. So, like, in this weird, like, dream state or whatever it was there was no like transition of me like going to sleep right it just like started happening like in an instant and uh so like i reached for that in this weird dream state and like i pointed at the thing and like you better get the fuck out right and then like in an instant like it just like full figure like turned into my homie bradley and uh like like i think that's my mind's way of like trying to like rationalize because bradley was like the tallest friend i know he's like Six three or some shit. So like he's like tallish, right? But so like it's just Bradley and it's like, yo, calm down, dude. It's just me. And like I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like what? What's going on? And like he's like, yo, me and Dakota are going out of town for work for a while. We just wanted to let you know before we head out. And I was like, um, okay. And like, and then and that was it. He got in fucking this truck. It was, like, not Bradley's truck. It was, like, all jacked up. It's, like, a, like, Ford F-250, some shit, like, something he can't afford, right? And so they get in and leave, right? And fucking, like, he closes the door and I lay back down. Like, straight up, like, where I was at the beginning of all this, like, I just lay straight back down. And I'm like, man, that was, like, hella weird. And, like, at some point during that weird transition of that all happening and me laying back down, like, I, I, I was awake again. And, like, you're in that weird, like, after dream state, it felt like, where, like, some of that shit kind of made sense. But then I started thinking about it. I was like, yo, I didn't, like, tell anybody that I was crashing behind the shop tonight. 
fucking, it would be weird as shit for my friends to stop by and tell me they were going to go work out of town anyway. And then that's when I started, like, like, wasn't able to rationalize it because then, like, I was like, well, what about the tall-ass figure and, like, the fucking, like, pure terror I fucking felt. And, like, it was weird, man. Okay, so you're in your car. You see a tall figure. It opens yeah. the door. And then yeah. you, you rationalize, or you're trying to rationalize rationalize it, and then you see your, you think it's your buddy, and he's telling you that he's going out of town for work. Yeah, but he's not. and, like, it was, like, it was a good, like, it was a fat minute of me just being terrified, and it's, like, this tall shadow figure, like, having to bend down into the car, and it's, like, it's, like, coming, like, like, it's just bending in, and its head is, like, coming closer and closer to me, and I'm, like, freaking the fuck out, because, like, the back seats of the Explorer are laid down, like, that's, like, my... That's your house, Quote, unquote, yeah. bed, technically. Yeah, and so, like, I'm laying right there, and the door opens up, like, right there. So it's, like, two feet to my fucking right, and it just starts coming in. I'm freaking the fuck out. And the, you have, it's so you terrifying. have the state of mind to grab your gun, and be like, get the fuck out of here. So you're not, you know, you don't have, you're not paralyzed, right? Like, a lot of times when shadow people are like, you can't move, and it's like your brain, brain playing a trick, and you can't move, and you see a shadowy figure. This thing actually opened a door. Right was a shadowy figure but like how, how did it turn into your friend did it like morph into your friend or like like how did that happen like what were no it was happen? like so like when i dream it's like like in like I'm, the best way i can describe it is like playing a third person video game like i'm never looking from my perspective in a dream i'm always looking like down on me and like what's going on you get what i'm saying yeah like you're kind of like out of body almost yeah like watching yourself and yeah, so like in an instant after all that shit, I'm like freaking out. And then like I laid back down and it, it like snaps back into like, like actual like real life. Cause like I had to have like woken up cause I was like awake when I started like trying to rationalize it. And oh. and it like then it started not making sense, you know? That's fucked. Did, did the shadow person, like the shadowy figure, did, could, could you make out any like facial features that have like any eyes or teeth or what, what did it look like exactly? No just a shadowy shape no it was just huge yeah it was just huge it had a head like it was like it was slenderish tall as shit just like big head big shoulders had to bend down into the into the truck and but like just nothing on the face just like shadow straight straight up straight black yeah straight straight shadow and then like creepy as hell I think like mm-hmm. when it transitioned into my friend Bradley, like I had to have been like looking at the gun or something, or like I was focused on the gun. And then when I turned back to it, like it was like Bradley being like, "Yo, calm down." Now, did you ever talk to Bradley like after he came? Did he actually go out of town, or did he, or what? What happened with that? Uh, I don't think he ever really went out of town. No, just, and like I told him all did, about this, and they were like, "That's fucking weird." That's and uh, did they say it wasn't them at all? Yeah. That's fucking cool. Well, yeah, because, like, there was, there was no way. Like, that was me rationalizing, like, when I was finally in, like, a fully awake, like, aware state. I was like, I didn't tell anybody I was crashing behind this fucking place tonight. Right. No, so no, none of your buddies and, knew you were there, and then this all happened. Yeah, and this, this was all at, like, midnight or, like, one in the morning, like, late, late. And so, like, they would have no reason to come and tell me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, yeah, especially at that time of the night. Huh. It's a, but, uh, it's yeah. a, a lot of, sh- a lot of people tell shadow figure stories. Like a lot of times they seem like 
super tall. Braden even seen a shadow shadow, shadow per- person when he was fully awake that seemed like eight feet tall. Yeah, it was tall. Very tall. So, I mean. So, moral of the story, yeah. don't trust tall people. That... Don't sleep. <laughs> don't sleep don't, and don't, don't trust sleep tall people. Don't sleep and don't trust tall people. Easy. I don't trust Simple. tall people, to be I, honest. Neither do I. Especially after that. But uh, I think, yeah. like, I think one quick side note. I'm sorry to interrupt. No. Uh, okay. I, I think that the reason it turned into Bradley was that was my mind's way of rationalizing because, like, that's the tallest friend that I have. Mm. You know, or maybe and it so moved like, into him to make you comfortable. Oh, fuck. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like so that it could still like hang around a while, but like it took a shape that like I wouldn't protest to. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fucked up story, Just man. Blew my mind there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. All right. Well, uh, thanks for letting me like call in, dude. I've been listening to y'all. Like I found y'all's podcast uh, like a while back. And then y'all opened up the cosmic channels, which I thought was pretty cool. It's like, you know, you're like kind of bringing like the radio back, you know. Yes, video yeah. killed the radio yeah, star, but yeah. radio stars like building up his power. He's gonna kill the video, so yeah. I can keep yeah. or whatever. <laughs> hey, podcast has taken over the FM band, so we're jumping on board that. Oh yeah. All right, man. Hey, thanks for the call. Oh yeah. You guys take it easy. All right, man. You too, man. Appreciate it. Have a good Wait. night. Damn, always a tall-ass shadow person. Fuck. Open the door, though. But that's fucked. That's scary as fuck. Yeah, really pe- people are lining up to call tonight. This is awesome. Let's fuck right away. Next one. Let's get him in. Rapid fire. Hello, Cosmic Channels. What's going on, guys? Chris from L.A. Chris from Woo! L.A. Cheers, man. Just, uh, yeah, take, taking some calls, having some fun, couple drinks. How about you? Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, so I got another story for you guys. Awesome. All right, so, um, well, actually, first off, I want to say, Andrew. Yes. What's up with the Browns, man? Why don't you be a Browns fan? <laughs> listen, listen, they're giving me hope, man. Like, this is wild, dude. They're, I can't believe it. It's unbelievable. Like, it's, it's amazing. Listen, this has been the most fun wild card we, weekend we've had in forever, man. Like, I don't know, the, the NFL is changing, man. All these old teams that have been taken over the playoffs, they're gone. I love it. Maybe, maybe your lines have hope yeah. in the future, but let's not get our hopes up. I mean, for that. if the Browns can not do it, don't. listen. <laughs> hey, hey, now, new coach, new vibe. We'll see. Keeping we'll Stafford see. around. Yeah. Anyways, man, uh, what, yeah. what do you got for us tonight? All right. So, um, this is back when I was like 13, 14 years old. This is, uh, I was with my brother in the living room, and I, I believe we were watching the Browns game back then. And um, so I give you a layout of the living room. So we have, um, you have the TV against the wall on the right side or on the left side is the, the porch area. And on the right side is the kitchen area. My, my brother was on the couch closest to the TV. And I'm on like the, the, the chair in the middle of the living room. Now above the TV is a window. And the house is on a raised foundation. So if you go outside this window, the window is about seven feet to the bottom of the window, probably 10 feet to the top of the window. So we're sitting there watching the game, and all of a sudden, you see this ball of light come through the window and land in the middle between me and my brother. And then it just disappeared, just like that. So... 
me and him looked at each other, freaked out, went upstairs to the bathroom, closed the door, and then I, I believe our sense, or like, you know, our, our, um, like we were more alert and uh, all of a sudden we start hearing things like on top of the roof banging and then we start freaking out and then all of a sudden it just disappeared it just stopped oh shit so wait so you had an orb like a glowing orb come through the window how first off how big yeah like are we talking enormous like my head or like Andrew's um, it's, it's pretty close. It's pretty close to your head. So a seven and three quarter. No, it's, it's like a, like like size of a basketball. Okay. 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 So we got a basketball orb comes through the window. It it just it just lands on the floor or hovers. Yeah, right in the middle between me and my brother. So you guys freak out. You run upstairs to the bathroom. You start hearing noises on the roof and shit. For for about how yeah. long? The noises on the roof were what's about about five to ten minutes, and then after twenty minutes, we left the bathroom and started like slowly going downstairs. And we looked at the spot where that orb was at, and you know we didn't see any burn marks. Cause we, I thought I saw a flame. He didn't. He saw smoke, and you know just. I thought it might have burned the carpet, but it didn't burn the carpet. So, man, that rem- that reminds me of that video we watched, right? That one that was on that that tape that was found by the guy that was looking for the Elvis tape with that orb ripping around the house. Was that oh, Mc- yeah. McPherson tape? Is that what that one? I think that was McPherson tape. That yeah. sounds right. So the, the orb that when it came in, it, it didn't feel warm or anything. It was just it looked it was more light. It wasn't like you couldn't feel warmth off of it. It was just luminous. No, it was a luminous. I don't feeling any warmness. Right. Was there a color? What color was it? It was, it was sort of white. It, it didn't have any, you know, special color to it. It was just plain white ball. Now, here's a kind of a weird question, but like, was it like, did it look like it was like organized movement or did it look like it was just like sporadically ripping around the house? No, it, it came. So when it came through the window, it just came straight down right into the middle of the living room and it stopped right when it hit the floor. And then, then it disappeared. Oh, Shit. fuck. So now, now when you're in the bathroom and you hear the noises on the roof, what, what did it sound like? Did it sound like something was up there or was it just like, uh, it, like someone was running on the roof, like a footstep, like it's like a bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Yep. Other than the sounds and the orb, but no, you didn't see like no other craft, no other noises, no no actual physical. Like you say, it didn't burn anything, so it wasn't like a was it wasn't like electrified or anything. It just, it was just luminous. That's fucked. Did you like? And there was no lost time or anything like that. Like when you guys came out of the bathroom, there wasn't like a weird amount of time that had passed by or anything like that. No, no, I don't think so. We. Oh, I didn't recall any long time. Uh, we didn't have a like a clock on the TV. This is like the old school four model TV. Yeah. So it wasn't like anything special. So we didn't have like a clock that showed time in front of us. So hmm. I couldn't tell you if we did or not. Any any lights flickering? Anything like that? Any electrical interference? Nope. 
Hmm. Interesting. Now, I mean, you don't have to answer this, but I'm going to go a little paranormal. Did you maybe have any relatives or anything that had passed away in the in the you know recent time span of this event? My um, my grandmother passed when I was ten, so it was like you know, three to four years after she passed. Three years after. Uh, so that's quite a bit of time, but had passed. Hmm. I, I didn't. So here's the thing. I I'm a, like a I'm somewhat of a medium. I could sense energy. I could um, tell you if it's evil or good. Um, I never felt like it was a spirit. Hmm. So when it came through, I I didn't know what it was. I couldn't tell. Right. And then when when you came down from the bathroom, the thing had vanished, and you kind of slowly forgot about it. Nothing else happened after that. Uh, well, we didn't forget about it. Not but, forget um, about it, but we like, just uh, we didn't really talk about it with my mother or my stepdad. They uh, they always told me I was crazy growing up because I was the only one in the house seeing you know seeing spirits, hearing things, and all that stuff. So. Right. We just kept it to ourselves and never really told anyone else. Awesome. Man. Well, b- before we let you go, what what's your theory on it? What do you think happened? I didn't I had no clue until like recently. You know, I started hearing about ball lightning. Right. Maybe it could have been a ball lightning, but there was no static or nothing like that. So well, that's I why I asked about the electrical interference and stuff. It just doesn't add up. That's a a genuinely just yeah, weird odd event. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's a strange one. The noises on the roof, though. I'm wondering, like, what the what the relationship between the orb was and the sounds on the roof. I think the sound on the roof could have been us, like, overthinking or, or, or you know, or you were aware of, or, or I'm supposed to say aware, aware from the court. You're like um, you're like hyper. Your your mind's hyperactive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were alert, and then, you know, I, I think we just added noises, or we thought we heard noises, maybe because you know one of us was moving. And we're like, "What was that?" And we start freaking out. So it could have been us, but then again, it could have been nothing. Yeah, I mean, the orb is legit a crazy phenomenon. The sounds, yeah, could chalk it up to imagination after that because you're scared. But the orb is weird, hundred percent. Yeah. All right, man. We're gonna we're gonna take the next call, but we appreciate you calling in. That is a strange yeah, story, definitely. That's a super strange occurrence. Yeah. Okay, man. Have I'll a good night. Go Browns, and uh, <laughs> make a switch. He, may, he, he might. He might. <laughs> Buddy, I bleed Honolulu blue. He's almost there. I think he's. I've seen him. He's Never. he's breaking down. He's <laughs> crying. Boy, hey, listen. If I didn't fucking jump ship on Owen sixteen, I'm not jumping ship. I'm here for the long run. There boys. he is. Yeah, right. you know what? We were Owen sixteen and one in fifteen. Now look at us. I feel, yeah. Teams turn around. percent man. All right, brother. We appreciate the call. All right, boys. Yeah, have a good night. You too. Bye. Yeah, the orb and the the ball lightning. I don't like, no one really knows what ball lightning really is. So that's it's just so strange. It's a strange phenomenon. It just seems it seems weird that ball lightning would come in between. You wouldn't see electrical interference and stuff. Like my guess is I'm I was going more spirit orb of some kind. Maybe. But but dude, like okay, so Remember the old one that we talked about with those like gremlin aliens on the roof on that tin roof? Oh, damn. What's that? Yeah. Hop, Hopskin, Hopkinsville encounter? Hopkinsville. Yeah. yeah, yeah that one's you know what I mean? Yeah, like those fuckers fucked. love banging on the roofs and scratching and scaring yeah. the shit out of people. Little goblins jumping around the roof and shit. Oh. That, that one's terrifying. That, 
I'll never forget that story. That one sticks with me, man. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. That is the scariest alien story we've talked about. Let's bring in another caller. Hello, Cosmic Channels. What are you rooting, tooting, theorites doing this evening? This is the Cowboy Hello. Pilot. <laughs> cowboy Pilot's <laughs> back. What's up, Cowboy Pilot? Oh, nothing much, guys. Just on the ground at uh, McCook Airport in Nebraska. Doing a whole lot of nothing. Are you waiting to take off, or are you just landed? No, I just landed, just landed. I, I may or may not have broken some speed limit rules to get on the ground in time to call in. Well, we won't tell anyone. <laughs> Don't worry. Love it. It's all good. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, fellas. I got, uh, first of all, a couple of thoughts on the Lubbock Lights episode, but also, more importantly, I passed along to another pilot who flies for the company. Um, we were just kind of shooting the shit, and I would mentioned that. like, yeah, you know, I like this alien show, and I called in and stuff, and he said, really? And uh, he passed along to me a bit of a Bigfoot encounter that he had whilst flying. And I was like, well, if I have any permission, I'll go ahead and share it on the show. Wait, Bigfoot while This is awesome. Sasquatch was not flying himself. It was not a dual (laughs) aircraft situation, (laughs) but he had an aerial sighting. (laughs) Would have been a lot cooler if he did. Either way, this is awesome. (laughs) It's got 20% less cool. (laughs) He's not flying, (laughs) but we'll still take it, I guess. He's not, he's not fly, but he did see him. So he, this was passed along to me. I got to stress this is not my story. This is I'm remembering it as best I can from memory. But all you have to say is, is this happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. This happened to a friend of a friend. I'm a captain. He was a first officer. It, it's tangential. He flies for the same company. Mm. Either way, he uh, so he flies for us most of the year. But uh, during the spring and summer, he does some ag flying. So you guys familiar with ag flying, you know, crop dusters and all that. OK, sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so they fly, so long story short, they fly really low over, you know, agricultural fields, and they spray sometimes herbicides, sometimes pesticides, sometimes fertilizer, whatever, you know, all the things that give you horrible cancer and melt your spine. Of course. So he does that during, <laughs> he does that during the spring and summer. Um, now, what's crucial here is that when they're spraying this stuff, when they're spraying the field, they get down, you know, you're, you're talking 20, 30 feet off, off the ground. They get really, really low when they make the pass to minimize wind interference and stuff. So... When he has this, you know, sighting, he is at a really low altitude. So he's not spotting it from like 6,000 feet or anything like that. So as he's telling it to me, he's out uh, east of Longview, which is uh, in East Texas. So for reference, East Texas is actually mostly like piney woods. It's uh, like pine and spruce trees and things like that. And they do some timber work out there. So during the summer, I guess they get some kind of, you know, uh, bugs that eat the wood and stuff and kill all the trees. So he got a contract yeah. to go spray some of this God uh, damn pesticide pine beetles. That, <laughs> you're, you're damn, you're right. It wrecked, it wrecked the pine trees up in Canada and it did the same thing down here in Texas. Those man. little fucks. So, yeah, those little fucks. So he's, he's doing his thing, right? So they load up at an airport, they fly out like 800 feet or so, and then, uh, you know, they drop down really, really low to make their passes and spray. So he said he's about three passes in, right? And this, this is, for reference, these are pine trees, right? He's spraying the pine trees for, for this timber operation. And as he described it, he said the pesticides must have flushed this thing out. He thinks he was spraying on the west end of the, uh, of the property, and he saw this thing, like, run out of the pines to the east. And as he described it to me was basically, he wasn't saying it was Bigfoot, but it was Bigfoot. He said from about 50 feet, so he was pulling up to make his turn to come back around, he said, from 50 feet, this thing was twice the size of a human, dark. He actually described it as, like, like a lighter brown fur color, like like almost a blonde color, you know, 
um, which I don't know, you know, bears can have all kinds of different tones to their fur depending on where they live and what they eat and stuff. Yeah. And there's uh, some, it, it you tell kind me of there's some a, sexy ass dirty blonde Bigfoots out there <laughs> waving their majestic Presumably, fucking hair. It, it also had double D's. I can't confirm that, but it probably <laughs> did. <laughs> sexy Bigfoot, large pendulous breasts. Uh, so anyway, so he, he's pulling up and he sees this thing run um, in that there's like a logging road that runs along it. So it ran out from the trees uh, over this logging road. And he said, like he said, about twice the size of a person, blonde in color, definitely bipedal on two feet. And the way it was running, he said, was not like an unnatural two-legged run. It, was, it ran like something that walks around on two feet all the time. And it was just a flash. He only saw it. He said it bolted. From the trees across the road, said it looked like it took about two steps across the whole road, and then it was gone. It was gone into another uh, grove of trees, and he and he lost sight of it. And of course, he's flying an airplane, and he's about to make another turnaround, so he can't. You know, he'd get in a lot of trouble with the company if he just decided to like right. give chase in hot pursuit <laughs> of this thing. But man, he told me that, and I was like, God, I wish that happened to me. But I would decide I'd pass along. Fuck. That's an awesome one. Yeah, that's a weird one because um, saying that like it, it didn't look natural, like maybe it. Uh, you know, maybe gave him some of that whatever it's what's it called, uncanny valley, where it's something like it's close to human, but not not just quite off. Yeah. Where you're like that doesn't look right. Like, um, fuck, that's wild. Fifty feet, right? Yeah. Crash my plane. So yeah, Bigfoot's up in the he's in the field. Bigfoot's in the field. He's chowing down on whatever crops. It gets pushed out by the by the by the chemicals. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that's that's what he's thinking, man. And and you know, so this for reference out in East Texas, this is not far from the area that's called the Big Thicket, which there's a bevy of like Bigfoot sightings that come from that area. Yeah, there's at least uh, there's at least one or two Bigfoot like organizations that work out of that area, like that. East I know, Texas. yeah, the Big Thicket, like Big Na- Thicket. Uh, National Preserve. Yeah, yeah, there's Big Thicket one, and then there's another. I think there's another Texas like BFRO kind of organization, some type. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So obviously we're talking about like vast boulders everywhere and berry bushes, creeks. Yes, large bodies of water. Large yeah, there's water. yeah there's there's that there's a lot of water in that area. There's a lot of game. You know, I don't you've got you know, don't ask me. I don't know what to eat, but there's food. There's water available. It's a sustainable habitat. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't. I mean, you know, wouldn't be it wouldn't be too much of a stretch. But uh, I thought that was pretty crazy. That's a great sighting. That's cool. I love that one. Yeah, it's fucking well, cool, phenomenal. man. Well, I couldn't help but notice that you guys uh, brought it back around to with the Lubbock Lights and Loveland Lights. Uh, you guys went with the Texas theme, so it made my heart proud. I got a warm, fuzzy, tingly feeling inside when you guys were talking about Texas. Loved it. Um, first of all, can confirm there is an Air Force Bay about every 10 feet in Texas. <laughs> right. Like navigating, nav- navigating the airspace around here is, I mean, it's real. There's, there's what they call military operating areas, MOAs, like most of the state is covered in moas. Uh, you do get to see some pretty cool aircraft, but it's a real thing. So if you're flying and you accidentally go into airspace, do they just radio, radio you and tell you to veer off course, veer out of there kind of thing? or? Uh, it depends. So like moas, you can fly through moas, um, especially if you have a filed flight plan, even if they're hot, like even if they're doing like, like air work and like training runs and stuff, you can actually fly through those. But there's also, there's all kinds of restricted and prohibitive areas and there's also a couple of like controlled firing areas which aren't depicted on charts and stuff. And no, it's like you can't fly through those. Right. Controlled firing areas, you don't know where they are. But yeah, there's there's some big no-nos. And then like you know you've got the Bushes Ranch and stuff. There's a couple presidents who live around here, and you can get in a whole heap of shit if you fly over their house and stuff. Wow. 
But uh, anyways, man, you know, just kind of run some thoughts from the, you know, assuming we take those eyewitnesses from the Lubbock Lights just on their face value, right? We're going to assume they're not full of shit. Yeah. Man, I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't, I, I heard, I have no answers as to what that could have been, assuming that they were describing it accurately. Um, back in the day, man, helicopters were, in 57, helicopters were practically brand new. I mean, the, I mean, first military helicopter came about in 43. It's a Sikorsky R4. Um, and by 57, you know, they used them a little bit in, like, Korea. But, I mean, they just weren't widely adopted. And more importantly, they were uh, the antithesis of quiet. They were <laughs> super loud. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's the strange thing about it. That's what we couldn't shake is that all these people said that this thing was silent. And it's like... Well, you know, if helicopters are new and maybe you hadn't seen a helicopter, you would be like, this thing was making thunder. Yeah. Like, holy, oh, I'd never heard dude, anything there, like it. There was no such thing as there was no such thing as a quiet aircraft in 57. They were all the, the comment I made last week about, you know, uh, just because you don't hear any noise doesn't mean it's, you know, not an airplane. That does not apply to 57. Everything was yeah. deafeningly loud back Dead then. Loud. So silent, super suspicious. Um, especially anything that's like roughly 200 feet long. I mean, dude, you're bursting eardrums at that point. You're talking about like a, like a, like a B-29 was about the biggest thing flying around back then. I don't think the, the status was around. So right? I mean, you said 51, 52. I don't know. First flight, first flight of B-52 Stratofortress jet engine bomber is probably is 1952. So, but that's yeah, first official flight. Been. I'm not sure if there was testing before that. When was the first? jet engine bomber do you have a clue like i don't know is that the first one b-52 i want to i want to say the b-52 was the first one i can't think of any you know early 50s you're just barely kind of or you know i guess mid to late 50s you're barely getting into you know jet airliners and things like that there's still a pretty new technology so b-52 is going to be the biggest uh engine bomber and you, you also got to remember those things are typically unless they're taken off or landing they're they're way up high they fly really high so right um anything that looked like it was like right above the road and especially like not moving at any relative you know that the b-52 is like a skyscraper that flies right it has to be moving so fast just to stay in the air like there's no way it could have ever given the appearance of Yes, doing any first, kind of vertical takeoff. First jet-powered bomber, Douglas XB-43, 1946. Really? 46? I got oh. the Aredo AR-234 in 1943. Those have been it's the first. But those are first. Those are still like prototypes, so they, weren't prototype, have been, they wouldn't probably, have been. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. 43. I mean, that that was. Uh, Jets were new. I mean, then. that was. In the, the war, the, yeah, the war's still going on, man. I mean, that, that would have been. Super new. That was when the you know the Messerschmitt yeah. and stuff were still wreaking yeah, havoc. I mean, the jet that. engine technology wasn't like number. I mean, had been developed like only saw like on parallel tracks. Like you had you had jet engine technology in UK and US. Like the the, the right. Nazis also had it too, but it was, it primitive was like, at that time. I think that this was Nazis a German were the first plane. ones to really put it on planes to be like, okay, we're gonna actually put it up in the air. Right. I was just gonna say we can talk but, about uh, planes for a while, but hey, hey, cowboy pilot. You keep your ears and eyes open for any other sightings, any other pilots. You get them to tell you your story. You call back and you tell More us again. More dirty bond Bigfoots, please. <laughs> You're goddamn right, I will. I'll keep my ear to the ground for both of those. You boys have a good night. Yeah. Thanks, brother. I'll tell you Take what. Care, you brother. have a good time. All right. Fly <laughs> <Last> safe. See you, bud. Thanks, guy. Bye. And, uh, just an absolute beauty. That's a great yeah. Bigfoot yeah. story right there. Just like I was flying, I scared the Bigfoot out with chemicals. I seen, I seen the Bigfoot legit. Seen it was it. sprinting out I of the field. It. I had a great look. I was only twenty feet above the ground. 
And then leave it to Braden to sexualize his fucking Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I'm trying to paint Bigfoot. a picture. Juicy cheeks. I'm the Bob. I'm the Bob Ross of the podcast. I'm trying to paint a picture for the listeners. <laughs> All I'm saying is, thank God the fucking cameras fucking. I, I imagine he came and he whipped <laughs> his I'm hair saying. out. Yeah. Big Fabio. Let's flow see your going. hands, buddy. Yeah, keep those hands up. Keep those hands keep up. up. <laughs> All right. Next, next caller. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hello. You're there. I know you're there. You're on the line. I can. I can see that you're. Someone's connected. Is your phone muted? If it's muted, unmute it. Yeah, 10 second. I gotta give it 10 more seconds and I gotta hang up and take the next one, but T minus five, four, three, two, one. Please call back. If something happened, call back. All right. Next caller then. Oh, there they are. I didn't even get a chance to mute the line to hear that stupid Skype ring. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Oh, we're doing well. How about you? Not so bad. Not so bad. They call me Jason Bourne. Yeah, Jason Bourne. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. We're getting the down. We're getting the dirty right now. Classified information. Jason Bourne's (laughs) calling in. (laughs) Treadstone. Well, all right. I got a little little scoop from... uh, that's been happening recently all these monoliths that have been popping up starting in utah and you know god knows where else they have been in the world but uh we just had one south of me 30 minutes away it popped up in some uh funny enough some crazy lady's backyard uh she doesn't know how it got there she's not she's this lady's crazy so a friend of a friend of mine is uh quite the adventurer out there in utah and so actually he was one of the original people to have found that original monolith and one thing has led to the next and it had you know disappeared from the face of the earth and then they keep popping out elsewhere well turns out he has the damn thing he has it he's the one who took it ended up (laughs) yeah awesome yeah, so apparently what's been happening is that people, you know, have found out where this thing is, and it's so far off the beaten path, you know, you got to get there by four four by fours and, you know, hike a couple hours here and there. And what happened, I guess, is that so many people were getting lost out there in the fucking wilderness that these guys decided to take it down in order to save all these people from getting lost and in order to save all the rescuers a bunch of trouble. Right. So yada, yada, yada. They end up taking it back home and some way or another, uh, I've heard now this is all just kind of hearsay from where I got it, but Dan was kind of spot on with this whole, maybe this is a Banksy artsy type deal. Cause yeah, they apparently know uh, another friend of a friend or some other connection where the guy's actually an artist who put it out there and just was just kind of waiting around to see if it would catch. Does your friend of a friend know how long this artist had placed this thing out there until it was found? Uh, I don't know like exactly how long, but it seems like it had been out there just for, yeah, maybe a month or so, a couple months. I don't know. I didn't really ask too much because he's right. like, well, you know, no one actually knows that this guy has it. It's just like in his garage. Uh, there may be like a couple of them that he had taken down, but 
it's just like super low pro. <laughs> He's just hanging on to it. And apparently... Can you get your friend to take a picture of it in his garage with no telling features of where it is, but then send it to us? <laughs> I've been I've been trying to work on him and see because I knew that was, question was going to come. So if, if I mean, and take I a do, picture of it with I'll our logo on it. it. Would he be willing to drive the monolith <laughs> up to Canada to the studio and place it in How the driveway? How would you know that it's the original one? If it's close enough, I wouldn't care. Yeah, it's <laughs> But you can literally take like you could take like a couple pieces of sheet metal it's and rivet them together. It's a little yeah, but you need just a little more complicated than this. You can't anyone like just I, can't do that. I think I'm not with saying, the as somebody who is skilled in metal, metal work, work. like you know, decently skilled in metalworking can put one together. Yeah, well I guess so, yeah. I had the right tools. The, I, I think we can all agree the monoliths were such a like a wild like story when it first popped up. You're like, well, that's weird. But very quickly upon like someone cutting them open. And if it was truly like an alien artifact, like it would have been, you know, way bigger mystery. But it, it didn't look like that. Like a close picture of all the pictures and stuff. It looked like sheet metal. Like, that's what it looked like. It was cool. Whoever did it. Kudos to them. Was it? Did that thing fly through space and land in Utah? No, it was built yeah. and put there. Like, I think we all like can agree on that. But, but here's the thing. Yeah. You know, I think that in my opinion, this is probably one of the greatest expressions of art mm. in, in recent memory. I'd say because it is, it is number, it is attached both to like it, it's its location is where it is. It's not like how it expresses that, whatever. It's like, it will only ever exist as the monolith that was in Utah, Utah the at first this one. point. That's the only time it ever existed. Yeah. And then once you take it away from there, it becomes nothing. But everybody, everybody who either tries to copy it, you can't copy it because it's just so simple. It's about that it is the Utah monolith. Yeah. That's it. And I thought that was amazing. I'm just, I'm kind of super happy that it didn't turn out to be a fucking viral marketing thing for five gum or something yeah. that's all I, that's all <laughs> yeah. i'm happy about but i think it's really i think it's yeah. genuinely a pretty amazing whether it's an art project if it is an art project that's like that's pretty clever to be a a, a really thing it kind of shows um kind of the subjectivity of art i suppose or something like that it's just how it's how it's really ephemeral it's really just the, the context is what really counts about art it's the context you know? and that no one even if you say like you have a friend or friend who knows who the artist was the artist has never come forward with his story of how he did it right he just did it for art and left it there and that very first monolith they like actually like cut into the rock and it was like and all the like the subsequent imitations were just kind of like propped up randomly on hills or whatever and they look shitty but this one was like cut into the rock from the sky you're like oh that's the monolith from uh 2001 a space odyssey like you know, like it, it gave that initial thought of like, oh, that's an alien yeah. artifact for the first like, the initial first glance, like fuck, twenty twenty, you know, here come the aliens now. Like, what else could what else could happen? This year's been crazy. So yeah, it's it's, it was a great. That was like the best story of twenty twenty was the original monolith. Yeah. Well, when I get the pictures and when I actually get the damn thing and. You can open up the borders for me, and then I'll I'll see you guys up there. Oh, we, yeah, we got a direct line to Trudeau. We'll get we'll get you through. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, Brian <laughs> with some syrup. All right. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate the call. Yeah, thanks, boys. See have ya. Good one. Bye. Yeah, that monolith was a fun story when it came out. I think it's it really. 
I think it really changed. It's kind of uh, probably not. I, I, I'm not huge on the art world, but I thought I was like that blew my mind as a part of like this is a this is art. This is what true art is. It's like it is apart from the artist. It is apart from everything. It's just it exists in this moment at this time. And then once you remove it from that, it's gone. It's gone. But people will remember it, and you can't copy it. It's not like a it's not like a Van Gogh. It's not a fucking Leonardo da Vinci. You can't just repaint the Mona Lisa. You can repaint the Mona, Mona Lisa by paint by numbers, but yeah. if you're really good. But that thing will never exist outside of that. Like it has to be in that place at that time. That is art. So it's a one, cool. one of a kind, hundred percent. Yeah, I thought it was. I think that's pretty neat. Okay, let's uh, <laughs> let's bring in the next caller. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hello. Hello. Uh, can you guys hear me? We can. Hello. This is uh, Matthew calling from uh, Central Coast, California, here, uh, right next to Vandenberg Air Force Base, right aka on. Rocket Town. Yeah, okay. Right oh, yeah. Um, they launch, you know, rockets and stuff. For sure. But uh, they got like SpaceX here and everything. But anyway, um, long time listener, first time caller. Nice. Um, try to get on last week, but I just couldn't stay on. Um, so here we go. Thanks for, um, thanks for the persistence. We appreciate real it. quick, real, just, just real quick. If you, does, do any guys, I haven't, I don't remember like if any of you guys have any, um, like knowledge or experience or history with like the Catholic religion at all. Um, just kind of like the process of like baptism, first communion, confirmation, I hate myself. Um, Does that count? If not, <laughs> I've been no. baptized. <laughs> no, just just the the very basics. No. So okay. not really. No, it's not like anything crazy. And just like so, this is a story about um, the night before my eldest sister's confirmation. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm a little nervous. I have, no. I've never really told this story before. No worries, um, man. All good. So. So, uh, so basically what was happening was my sister was, we were going to host a retreat at, at my, at my house. Um, and it was just kind of like a standard two story, um, you know, huge living room, small TV room, all the bedrooms upstairs type deal. Um, so there was a master where my parents were, uh, in between the master was my sisters who was going to get, um, you know, confirmed or the retreat was for her. And then right next door to her room was me and my brother's room. And then across the hall was my si two sisters. So I'm the youngest of five, big family, Catholic family, right? Yep. So, um, so basically my sister was out of the house and we were all home. And uh, it was, I don't know, it must have been like 1230 at night, late. And um, me and my brother just kind of like, we we're on bunk beds. I was little. I must have been eight, eight, eight or nine at the time. And so I'm on my bunk, top bunk. I'm, I saw my brother just kind of kick, you know, he used to kick, kick the mattress underneath and go, hey, are you awake? And I was like, yeah. He goes, you hear that? And I was like, yeah, I feel that. And it was just like a, ooh, like a rumbling vibration, like a vibration. And it was just like building, building, like ooh, ooh, getting louder and louder. And uh, all of a sudden there was just like a fucking boom, like a big, huge bang. And uh, it was inside my, it came from inside my sister's room, which 
was weird because there was nobody inside her room. Um, so I was freaking out. I was a little kid. My brother jumped out of bed. I heard my dad and mom immediately just like, kids, like, are you guys okay? What's going on? And uh, so we kind of meet all looking at each other in the hallway, looking at my sisters. We're like, what the hell was that? And uh, so my dad was like, boys, get in your room. And he's like, Paul, my brother was, you know, older. Um, he was, I don't know, maybe 16 at the time. No, not even. I don't even know, you know, early, early teens, early but, teens, you know, yeah. pretty strong guy. My brother, pretty strong guy, really athletic. He's like, Paul, come with me. So they opened my sister's door and um, inside my sister's room was a really big, heavy, like wooden chest of drawers, just like an old oak set of drawers, you know, full of my sister's clothes and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I have a similar. It had, it had, it had gone to, uh, so basically they opened the door and there's shit everywhere, like all over the room. Um, and the, the dresser had, had basically gone from one end of the room and slammed into the other, like the other wall. So it was like, if the back of the dresser is, you know, up against the wall, then the drawers were facing like the other wall. Right. Basically. So it slammed basically like, like eight feet across the room. Yeah. And that thing weighed like fucking 500 pounds. Just like a solid wood um, dresser. Solid wood dresser full of like a, you know, 17 year old girl's clothes. So she had a shit ton of clothes, man. Right. And, uh, so we didn't, we, you know, and, and I, I was freaking out. I didn't know what was going on, you know, and my mom was just like immediately just started praying like, oh, like, you know, um, we were pretty, at that time, my family was very, very involved and very heavy into like, um, I guess like inner healing and just praying over people and laying hands on people. And uh, I feel like my family was, you know, as a kid, we were just constantly under like what we call like spiritual attack. Um, and so that that's basically like the scary part as far as like, there was no, we didn't hear voices or anything like that. Just like a loud vibration and my sister's chest of drawers just, I guess, flew or was thrown or something basically chucked it 10 feet across like a carpeted floor. So it wasn't even like a tile or wood floor. Yeah, it was just fucking wrecked. It was, it was like a hard resistance. You can just slide that baby. Yeah. yeah, no. Like, I remember my dad and my my uh, my godfather like taking that thing upstairs, and they're like two big, like strong guys. Like, you know, I'm talking like 250 pounds, like six two, just big dudes, like strong as fuck, like former army guys. And um, they were really struggling, like trying to get that thing in the room, you know, just off the truck and stuff. I remember because I was little, just like running around, fucking around, trying to like move. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'll, I just it's something like I never forgot. Like, and it always scared the shit out of me because I never knew. You know, I just assumed like it was demonic or whatever. But so it's like nothing ain't budging. I know it was just something like I, I've, I've never had that kind of like. I've never had an, it's something like I've never had an answer for. I've just always been like, 
you know, I've talked to my brothers and sisters about it and it's just like one of those things we can never like, well, obviously for us, like we were like, man, this had, it had to be like a demonic attack, you know? Um, so was your, so your sister, your sister's in the room when this happens? No, no. She was out like with her friends, but no, it was an empty room. In her room and she's about to get, what do you say? Not baptized, but what'd you call it? Confirmed. So like, and so I, I left out this thing too. So in her room was where they're going to do like a, like a confession with the priest. So like each candidate, what they call like a candidate, like each individual going to confirm, like I am going to confirm to be a Catholic, da 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 da. Um, you know, each kid was going to have like their time to confess sins and pray with the priest in the, in my sister's room. Uh, okay. And so, and that's the room where you know the dresser flew across and just like i say like her bed was all thrown everything was just all over the fucking place it happened in a matter of like i don't know five seconds from like the humming like humming vibration to where it was just like i guess it must have just been like the energy building right and then um just bang take a quick sweep here uh it would then it was just like boom yeah like fucking boom right and uh it left like a big dent in the wall and shit and like uh i don't know man it's it, i kind of don't like talking about this just because it's a pretty i mean i mean it might not sound like anything special but it fucking sure scared the hell out of me and um no kidding it's kind of like one of those things like i said i never had an answer for it like i never had like how do i explain that and people just kind of when I, I told it to like maybe three people in my life this story and they all look like you're fucking crazy you like that that didn't happen it's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> well, yeah, you wouldn't. And, uh, you wouldn't tell it. Like my, like right? we don't. Re- you wouldn't tell it if you What's thought you're, you wouldn't tell it if you thought you're like, there are people. You're just telling it because that's what you experience. You're not like, you're not searching for anything. Like some people say, like, oh, you're crazy for telling that story. Like, no, I mean, this is just a story I'm telling. Like, I'm not crazy. Right. It does happen. Right. It was just like a, it's just like a family story we have that we don't really tell anybody. But uh, you know, I've been listening to you guys for for a long time and I was like man I, I gotta get this one out man so so just quickly like you've taught you said you've talked to your parents uh like since then like do they offer any explanation or are they like just as like creeped out about it still to this day well I mean it's kind of like it happened maybe oof, I'm 36 now so shit I don't know, at least 20 years ago. And uh, I feel like as at the time I was still, I was still, I wasn't even 10, you know? And um, my we would talk to my parents and they were pretty open about it. Like my parents are, they were very, like I said, just super into like, um, this what's like a movement called, uh, like in the Mexican Catholic side of the church called Corsillo. And it's just like a retreat type of thing. And you, it's just like a bunch of people basically like really heavy duty pray praying like prayer warriors i guess is what you'd call them right like if someone's sick or ill or they're asking for prayers you know hey we need a team to like come pray and like my parents oh sorry i'm a little freaked out but um yeah like they so my parents would get calls from like the, the local priest you know a priest at the church and they would be like, hey, we need we need to go look at, you know, pray for this person. They might be, you know, possessed or whatever. And like my dad has told me stories of where he's like, yeah, you know, like 
there's times when we've been praying over people and it's like total exorcist style. Maybe not like the head flipping, but my dad swears like he's told me and I believe him like that he uh he's seen people like spit up the green pea soup and shit like that and just like seeing people burst into convulsions like when they you know, the holy water hits them or like whatever and you this know, like people terrifying. like tongue like speaking in tongues and all that kinds of crazy shit, you know. So like the full exorcism. I was really scared for you guys, like listening to those Ouija episodes, man, because I was like, Holy shit, like this guy's really like kind of leaving it open, dude. Like, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, thankfully nothing's gone, you know, wrong or, you know, but dude, I don't I know. Have boy, been haunted ever since the, the first yeah, the Ouija, studio's Ouija haunted and we have audio issues all the fucking time. So yeah, no, listen, I feel you, man. Yeah, Cause that's yeah. kind of how I grew up too. I Roman Orthodox, hardcore, my, like everybody fresh off the boat from Lebanon and every like that's why i was so yeah. scared shitless to play ouija because anytime any weird shit would happen growing up it would be demons right my mom's go-to would be like it's demonic Demon, evil, yep. something's going on right exactly. and that so that's like yep, when we played 100%. that like i was genuinely shitting my pants was. like no like mm -hmm. yeah no sugar coating it man. that makes me think though maybe because your your parents were involved in these kind of prayers with people that were you know maybe possessed or you know thinking they were possessed that maybe something kind of tailed them home after one of these things, right? Maybe oh, I mean, uh, I mean, mm. I'm sure <laughs> there was a lot of freaky right. stuff. Like, and then after that, you know, after that, it's just in that house. Like, you'd hear, you know, random like pots falling and shit from the kitchen from downstairs, and my dad would be like, "What was that?" But like, boys, everybody upstairs, and like yeah dad we're all here like i don't know what the hell that was and we called police and my dad would you know take his bat or whatever downstairs and like anybody here and nobody nothing doors locked windows did closed. they do anything in the house after you know what i mean did they do any any praying and stuff like that to try and ward away whatever could that could have been oh yeah 100 percent. yeah it's um my parents are still like you know i'm not as religious i would say i mean i have my faith you know and I believe, you know, in Jesus, and that's that's my thing. But I'm pushing on anybody or anything. But uh, like my parents, is it's it's different. Like they were, Next they hit Next like level up. anytime. I just remember as a little kid, like always being at the church, like praying after people, like praying on people, putting my hands on people, and just like you know being there, like praying over some you know pretty weird stuff and. It's it's funny you say that because I've I've always been kind of under the belief that like these things need the power of belief to like manifest themselves. So if you're someone who believes absolutely right. and truly, like deep down, like even though you're like wording these things, you're also giving these things power. Like the belief in it itself gives power. Yeah, that's like exactly why I. It's not that I'm afraid to tell a story because, you know, like I said, my faith and I feel like, you know, I'm uh I'm of sound mind and, you know, I can reason things pretty well, but there's some things that I, when when I can't explain it, it freaks me out, you know, and uh, that was that was probably one of the major ones. Uh, but just a lot of stuff happened. Yeah, well, the the world's full of unexp unexplained events like that, but uh, we're, we're, we got to move on to the next caller. We're going to take a couple more for the night, but that is a insane story that like having no one in that room and having that dresser fly across and that's, uh, that's wild. Unexplained. Yeah. All right, boys. We take care. 
Thanks hey, a lot. Thanks, man. We Cheers, man. Thanks we, for the we, call. Man. Take yep. care. We appreciate it. Thank you. Later, guys. Ooh, fucking full on demonic energy busting. That's fucking creepy, man. Fucking full cabinet across the room. Carpeted room, too. You can't slide on carpet, man. Nope. You cannot, especially if it's like, depending on, and the longer the carpet, the harder it goes. Wait, what are those yeah, old? I wonder, what, I wonder what the drag marks look like if it went across the carpet. Like, did it lift up or did it drag across the carpet? And then where was the impressions that the carpet, like on the, like where, for where it was before and then where it was after. Yeah, did it get like blowing okay. up and over the carpet? Did it get actually legit slid? Yeah. A lot of questions, but that's a crazy one. Let's bring, let's bring in, uh, so this is our last one. So we'll do a couple extra. We'll do a little bit longer episode tonight. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Yo, this is George. George, calling from where? Pretty good, pretty good. How you guys doing? We're doing well. Yeah. A lot of a lot of good stories tonight. So I guess I wanted to run by more of more of an idea or like an. Exp- I don't know how to describe this, but sure. Have any of you guys ever felt paranormal apathy? Like you feel bad for ghosts. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I think I'm using the word wrong, but uh, so something weird will happen, and you won't act the way you think you're gonna act. Almost like you underreact. So let's say something falls off your shelf, right? And it's like, huh, that's weird, and you totally ignore it and pretend like it didn't happen. Like you don't, when in you like don't if you go back it. on it. Well, yeah, yeah, I've done that. I've done that a tons of times, and then sure. I've been like. Um, I'll tell a story. I have a, a a grandmother who passed away, and she had always said, "If there's something on the other side, I will let you know." Oh, I n- never thought anything of it. Um, I was in my house, and it was actually recording a show on alien theories, theorizing that this happened. But in our room, I thought there was an earthquake. I thought I was experiencing an earthquake, and the only thing that fell off of my clo- in my closet at the time was my grandmother had made me uh like a christmas ornament that just said to braid and love nana that was like the last thing she made me and i put it in a little case and that had fallen off the cabinet and that was the only thing that fell out of the closet mm-hmm. and i remember like i all i thought was I thank that. god that didn't break holy shit like if that broke i would have been fucking <laughs> rattled i would have been crushed i didn't think anything of it i just but now that like a lot of time has passed, I look back and I go, why did only that fall? Like I have some shit that's way less sturdy in that closet right. than that ornament. Why was that the only thing that fell? And then I started to think of like, was that her sending me a sign? I have no idea. Right? Mm-hmm. Weirds me out to this. Day. So it kind of maybe that's what you're talking about, but Yeah, that that's exactly that. So, for example, something really weird happened to me over on, this is in the Everglades, on this road called Research Road. It's a really good place to find rattlesnakes during the day, so that's kind of why I was there. And I'm driving down the road, and normally, when I see any type of animal, I will flip the fuck out and try to chase it and take a picture of it. But there was this thing crossing the road, and I really don't know how to describe what I saw. It was almost kind of like it was hiding within the mirage, like a mirage. It was hot that day. It was almost like blurry. And yeah. as it as it crossed, 
so it, it kind of looked like a deer, right? It had the color of a deer. And then by the time it reached the other side of the road, it turned black. And then it just walked into the woods. But the weird part was not what I saw, but how I reacted because I reacted way out of the norm. So I'm like, huh, that's weird. All right, whatever. And I just carry on my day until I get home. I go, wait, what the fuck was that? I don't know how to describe it, but I felt almost like hypnotized, kind of. I don't know. Like you, you seen it, you didn't really think much of it till later. You're like, well, what the fuck was that? Yeah, kind of like that. Now, what what do you think it was? I don't know. No idea. Something weird. Just didn't make sense. Yeah, I'm just like, that makes absolutely no sense. But I was like, normally I'd be like, oh my God, that's amazing. Let me go try to investigate. But it didn't even like cross my mind. And if it was a deer, for example, I would normally speed up and try to take a picture of it. So I was just acting out of the norm. And it freaked me out that I was acting that way. And it happened another time. So kind of like Brayden, I was, you know, sleeping, right? I wake up and I look at my shelf and the cup just falls off the shelf. It's the floor. I go, huh? Alrighty. I'm going to go back to sleep. So I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Just like unexplained stuff that when it happens, you're like, don't think anything of it. Then you think they're like that probably shouldn't have happened. I don't yeah. know why it did. It's just like I was thinking about like the theme of it. Like when people go see something, they're like, huh? Well, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Like at the time you, you rationalize things very quickly. If things, I don't think your brain thinks like even me, you know, who we talk about this kind of shit fucking all the fucking time. My brain didn't jump to ghost right away. It jumped to like, Oh, I must, there must be a tremor, an earthquake, something going on. It, that was the furthest thing from my mind until a little while after the fact. So, yeah, lots of strange, unexplained stuff. Like, yeah, it happens to you. You, you try and reason it like, ah, that was an earthquake or that was, oh, that was just deer. And then you get home like, was that a deer? Or was that like, you know, just, it doesn't, doesn't fit in as you think about it later. But in the, like in the moment, your mind is like, oh yeah, that's fine. That's just normal stuff. And then but yeah. not till later, you're like, ah, that's actually quite strange. Awesome. All right, man, we're going to, I think we're, I think we're going to take one, one more call for Cosmic Channels 20. And uh, we'll wrap this season up. It's been fun. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. See you guys. Bye. Man, the fucking lines have been popping the last three, four episodes. Just nonstop. Woo! It's awesome. It's been great. <laughs> so fun. So many different stories from different places. And we love like, it. And just like that, you hang up, and there's another one on the line right now. I think, unless this is a short story, this will be last call of season one. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hello? Hello. This is Agent Anderson. Agent hey, Anderson. Hey, Anderson. What's up, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. You're calling from California somewhere, right? Yeah, Northern California from Sonoma County. Sonoma County. Right on. Thanks for the call, man. Long... We, we've known you for a long time. We appreciate you calling in. Uh, 
not a lot of people know i would not i would not be wearing the hat i'm wearing on tonight's show without the help of agent anderson it's this true. Guy's an absolute beauty this guy went out of his way to pick up hats when we went to alien con 2019 we fucked up big time we fucked up big time we ordered <laughs> hats i thought we ordered them right beside where we're staying turns out the sh the actual shop was like two hours away so uh this guy pulled through and we'll never forget it You're the yeah hey, no problem so before I, I have a ufo story but before i tell that i need brayden's help to pronounce a word do you, do you have this word right now brayden <laughs> oh no here we go uh hold on uh, a doe a deer a female deer a doe a deer a... okay what's what's the word Okay, I'll put it into Discord. Um, I saw this in uh, Rupel's book, um, the report on unidentified flying objects, and I have no idea how to pronounce it. We'll see if you can help me out there. If those of you wondering about the Discord, you're not on Alien Theorists, uh, you can go to alien the patreon.com slash alien theorists podcast. Uh, we have a... Uh, holy fuck. This is a word and a half. All right. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's go for it. Let's uh, hear this shit. Fuck. Cinetheo Delight? Sinotheo Delight. Yeah, I think that's actually pretty close. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, pretty good, man. Hey, I'm, 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 I've been practicing. <laughs> I'm getting up there. Yeah. I think I'm awesome. at like a grade 10, grade 11 <laughs> level for sure now. Okay, so I have a UFO story. You guys remember the comment Neowise? Neowise. Yeah. How long? When was that exactly? Uh, that was that was last year, a few months ago. It was the, the most recent one that oh, everybody's okay. going out to look for. Right, 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 right. But... You could see it with uh, binoculars or whatever. Yeah, I can't see it from where I was because it's pretty low on the horizon. So we drove to the beach to try to see it. Um, unfortunately, there's a layer of fog. But while we're out there looking, I saw what at first looked like a satellite coming from over the ocean. But when it, as it was moving, it was kind of moving in like a little sine wave pattern that was, I don't know, maybe three or four times the, the size of the thing itself. So it was a really tight pattern. Um, and it looked a little weird. That wasn't too unusual, I guess, for us. I mean, I don't know if satellites move like that, but as it was moving overhead, it passed overhead, and then it stopped moving for just maybe like one second, and then it started moving again. And I've never seen a satellite do that before, and as far as I know, satellites don't just stop when they're going overhead. No. Um, the other thing about it that was really strange is that I saw it uh, maybe 45 degrees over the ocean, I guess, at angle, if you're going to use your arm to point at it. And then I saw it go all the way over the horizon to the other side. Usually when I see a satellite, you can only see it for a short period because it has to reflect the sun at a very specific angle. So I have no idea what it was. Maybe it was um, aliens. I doubt it. It's, my best guess is that the satellite went, went over like a, you know, a denser patch of air or something that kind of refracted the light somehow and made it look like it stopped moving. But um, yeah, so that was a recent UFO sighting I had. Third story, but there it is. Probably refracted off the bellies of some ducks, I'd imagine. <laughs> that would probably make sense, yeah. right? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So a, a tight sine wave pattern UFO that you thought was a satellite that seemed to stop mid-sky, which satellites mm -hmm. should just keep on going or stay stationary. Yeah. And I see satellites all the time, but I've never seen them kind of waver like that as they move. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never seen a satellite like go up and down sine wave like up down up down like that in a, in a, in a tight pattern too right you're saying like just a few yeah. few times the diameter of the object itself yeah so the yeah the sine wave would the, i guess the um the amplitude of the wave you'd say it would be really small yeah like 
you know, maybe two or three times the size of the thing. So right, really, really tight, tight pattern. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I've I don't know enough about satellite orbits to really say if that could be a type of sat but as far as I know, satellites continue a pattern or they stay stationary. Right? They're mm -hmm. they're far enough out of orbit that they're always like southeast or southwest and you point your you point your dish to it because it's always there regardless of it's always like locked with earth's orbit so it's always the same angle so you don't lose like mm -hmm. cell or internet or you know tv service mm -hmm. but yeah there could i mean there could be some type of military craft or like satellite that is different that we don't know about i have no idea but yeah maybe, maybe with space force fuck hey man Corey good in the boys you got you got a secret space force out there was it Solar Warden? Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Solar, yeah, Solar Warden. <laughs> no, so so it, it just looked like a satellite, like a, a small dot of light. Not like it wasn't like bigger than the satellite. Or it wasn't. It looked it looked like a satellite just had a weird tra trajectory. Yeah, yeah. It just looked like an iridium flare, I guess you'd call it. But the way it moved, I'd never seen a satellite move like that. I'd never seen a satellite stop and then start going again. And it, like when it stopped, it didn't slow down or speed up when it started going. It just stopped on a dime, and then it started going again on a dime, which is kind of weird. Yeah, it didn't have like a gradual slowdown. Just like was there, stopped, then kept going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. That's a, a weird one. That's a weird one. Yeah, there might be some type of like advanced military satellite or something that could move like that. I've, I, I really don't know. Dan, do you have any idea? Any type of inside military information you got for us? Not off the top of my head. Agent Anderson's explanation sounds satisfactory, but it's because uh, <laughs> I don't know enough. I don't know enough about atmospheric like interactions with satellites, like to be like, okay, yeah, that's because you did say it was foggy, so then that kind of makes sense. As if you're gonna say it's a heavier thing of air, so whether weather conditions or something can affect that. But the way that you're saying that it's moving, Stopping. usually when I see satellites, they move in kind of like just a normal pattern, it's like from horizon to horizon. Like you wanna, if you're running a satellite, you probably want it going in a predictable pattern. Not up and down, up and down. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, it's a UFO for sure, is an unidentified flying object or UAP or whatever. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'd, I have to look it up. Like, I'd have to look deeper into. You'd have to, you know, exact day, time of day, night, or whatever. Yeah, you'd have to give me times and stuff like that. I could try to look it up on a on a celestial i know they have a couple websites that do that like if yeah, you they put in orbit. a certain date certain time it'll tell you what's in the sky and everything that's in there but yeah i'd have to go through all that first before i be like yeah it's the fucking black knight satellite i don't know yeah, <laughs> no idea hey agent anderson do you still got your podcast going oh yeah i do let, let people know if, if people are looking for a, another uh podcast in this genre this guy's got one let okay. The, let the people know. Thanks. I appreciate it, guys. It's uh, it's the Alien Conspiracy Podcast, is Boom. what it's called. Just like that. And Sir, we do anywhere. We like to do more historical cases. Yeah, it should be available anywhere you look. You look for podcasts. Right on. Hey, Agent Anderson, how come you've never asked for one of us to come on your show? Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> what the fuck's up with that? <laughs> oh, friends? I can I can barely get the show going as it is, guys. <laughs> Getting guests on. I want to do guests soon. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to get that running, but. There's always it's always something you know how it is. Oh yeah, if, yeah. You, if you need hey, help, if you need help with the with getting guests on, let me know because it took us about four years to figure out how that works. So, well, if you want if you want a head start, let me yeah. know. I'll I'll help you out. All right, yeah, I appreciate that. I'll send you a message on Discord or something. All right, thanks, brother. We appreciate the call. 
glad you're still kicking yeah, doing that podcast ha- and uh, hope things are good me. there. Yeah, man. We appreciate okay, it. Okay, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Have a good one. Take care. All right, you too. Bye. All right. We got it. All good things must come to an end. And Cosmic Channels Season 1, Episode 20 is over. I know there's someone else calling right now, but we probably go forever if we just kept answering the call. So if you're calling right now, you make sure to call back January, January 31st. 31st. We'll be back. Bigger, better than ever. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be putting together a little like a little template for people. A little primer. A little primer, a little template. So like it's and it is hard if a story happened, especially if it happened a while ago, to like try and recount all the all the details. So if you take just two minutes, go through our little template, like, all right, this happened in December of 1999. It was a UFO, it was green, it split, or whatever it is, we're gonna do that. Pre-recorded stories, so if you're across the pond, either direction, UK, Europe, or Australia, New Zealand, or anywhere that way, pre-record a story, send it to cosmicchannelspodcast at gmail.com. I'll make sure I'll, I'll, I'll put the link to all our socials and email for Cosmic Channels in the description of the podcast to make it a little easier. And yeah, we'll be back January 31st. Same thing, different time. Uh, anything well, else? Same time, probably. Same time, yeah. 6.30 seems to same, be a good time for same us. Same time. Same time. Same time. Same podcast. Yeah. Same time. Same everything. Just better. Just better. More, yeah. more stories. <laughs> better all around. Uh, and a little. This is a little uh, self promotion here. No big deal. Uh, we usually play some video games after Cosmic Challenge. So if you want to watch us play some video games hey, live tonight, come on, hang out. Uh, head over to Twitch.tv. Braden Att. I'll stream us playing sucking at Vermintide tonight. <laughs> Vermintide. Let's kill some fucking rat monsters. Yeah. We'll be back. Bye. Cosmic Channels is brought to you by Big Theory Productions. The Cosmic Channels are now closed.